Hi there, I'm your host, Lisa Shield. Welcome to Dating Without Drama, where I give you my unique take on everything related to men, love, dating, and romantic relationships. Let's get started. Hi, (laughs) this is Carrie Lee Cartwright, and she is my podcast editor, and I wanted everybody to meet this fabulous woman who is a part of my team. She brings you these wonderful podcasts every week. And without Carrie Lee, we would not be here. <laughs> How does it feel to have a podcast? Oh my God, it's the weirdest thing in the world. I never expected to have a podcast. <laughs> I guess a girl's got to have a podcast these days. Uh, yeah. It's so wild to think that little me can reach such a broad audience and have so many lovely women and maybe even some men tuning in, especially to the one that I do with Benjamin, the getting inside the right male mind. I think all the women should be telling their boyfriends and their husbands and their- I mean, my husband listens to it. (laughs) (laughs) Does he really? Oh my God, that's great. I love that. A lot of my girlfriends are telling me that their husbands are listening to it. Oh, that's so cool. I have known (laughs) Benjamin for what, five, six years now, I guess. Yeah, you're practically our adopted daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For those of you who don't know, I used to be Benjamin's assistant and office manager when they lived in Los Angeles, but then they moved away to Santa Fe. Quite suddenly. (laughs) (laughs) Quite suddenly. And now I produce Lisa's podcast and and we're learning as we go. And so I just wanted to take a minute to let people know that we're still trying to figure some things out on the sound side. And we're so grateful that all of the listeners are really loving what we're putting out there. Keep subscribing and telling your friends about it and definitely rate and review on your favorite podcast streaming app. And we're just going to keep doing our thing. And Lisa's going to be amazing. And I'm trying, Carrie Lee. (laughs) I think Benjamin ups the ante, but... (laughs) While I'm editing your podcast and producing this thing, it's been so nice to hear the two of you and get to spend time with you kind of in a different way than I did when I was Benjamin's assistant. I had no idea what you were doing in the other office while I was working for Benjamin. Now you know. Now I know. And um, just real quickly, this episode, it's a little combo piece. It's a little bit of lunch with Lisa. You talk about one of your favorite couples, Julian and Andy. So I've included part of their interview. So I hope the listeners enjoy. Hi, everybody. It's Lisa Shield and welcome to another Lunch with Lisa. It is a beautiful, beautiful Monday morning in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I am thrilled to be here with you. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I just went to Facebook and up popped the most gorgeous picture of my client, Rebecca, and her new boyfriend, Sam, of six months. They were in Santa Fe this weekend visiting, and My husband and I got to have two beautiful dinners with this couple. They are phenomenal, phenomenal. You won't believe this. Rebecca is 47 and Sam is 49. And they met over, uh, I can't remember, Bumble or Tinder during the pandemic. And what's so beautiful is Rebecca doesn't have kids. Sam doesn't have kids. These two are free and clear They match up on so many wonderful levels. Being with the two of them, they both look like they're about 35. (laughs) 
(laughs) And they're so sweet together. (laughs) So I get to see all these amazing couples form. And, you know, what's incredible about my work is that I teach people the same tools and skills. I give them the same path through the dating world that I use to find my husband, Benjamin. And so many of my clients have relationships that replicate many of the qualities that Benjamin and I share. So we take them on this journey, this interpersonal journey that is so beautiful. It's a transformational journey that they go through. I don't, you know, I watch a lot of other love coaches and I look at the work that they're doing. Today, I was researching the intro and outro from podcasts and, uh, I was listening to some of the subject matter that a lot of these coaches, these dating coach podcasts were covering, and it was all strategic. It was all how to manipulate what's going on in the outer world. My work is all about inner transformation so that as you transform internally, your outer world, your perception, the who you're being, how you show up in the outer world shifts. And so you begin not to try to manipulate. It's not about cause and effect. It's about personal transformation and then drawing this partner to you, being a magnet for a very different kind of man and relationship. So it's really, really beautiful. It's such a gift to me to see a couple like Sam and Rebecca, to see so many similarities in their relationship to the one that I share with my husband. I have been wildly, passionately, madly in love with this man for 19 years. I don't think in 19 years I've ever said or had an unkind, you know, I've never said anything unkind or thought anything unkind about my husband. He's an angel. And I feel so blessed and fortunate that he chose me as his partner and he allowed me to choose him. He said yes to me as well. So um, yeah, it's really beautiful and it's great to see these couples. So this past weekend, my husband and I did a Tantra workshop. It was really, really interesting with a woman who I just think is phenomenal. Her name is Dawn Cartwright and uh, she's amazing. So it's very, very interesting to, for me to do a workshop like this at this stage of the game, because I've been, you know, teaching my work for so long to go in and do a program with someone else. It's just been a long time since I've actually taken a course like this. And my husband and I did it together. She teaches Neo-Tantra, which is a newer form of Tantra. It's a truly extraordinary practice for any woman who is trying to get more in touch with her feminine side. I think it's priceless. And I couldn't think of a better person on the planet to do this work with. So it was wonderful to do the workshop just on a personal level. But what was even more fascinating was to kind of just sit back and see where the participants were at and how this information affected them. What's really cool is Dawn could work with with anybody from the most sophisticated person to somebody who's really struggling or working through, you know, who's a newbie, all the way up to somebody who is a master. She's, She's really incredible. She's been doing 
teaching Neo Tantra, I think for over, gosh, 30 something years. So she's a master at what she does. And Dawn wasn't trying to fix them or whatever. She just puts the material out there and she presents the processes and then she lets, you know, kind of lets it meet these women where they are and just bring up whatever it needs to bring up. But one of the things I noticed, you know, that's very different about that approach to the approach that I use in my coaching with women who are struggling to find true love is that I'm a solution. I'm actually a step-by-step plan for helping women get this solved. And it's very different. And I really, I'm pointing this out to you today because I really think it's important to hear this. We can process our issues and problems from now until forever. We can keep going over the problem and gaining more insight, more depth, more awareness, more wisdom. And we can keep going back to the problem to find more answers. Or we can stop and be in the present moment and look out into the future. And that's what I do. That's what coaching is about. We stand in the present moment and we look out into the future and we say, okay, let's let all of that go now. Let's let go of the past. We can let go of the old stories. We can stop letting all of those things define us. And for me, I think there was a point at which it was important to keep going back to the past and to be able to learn how to process through issues and problems so that I could let them go. But once you understand how to let go of issues and problems and heartache and so on, if you can actually not just keep going back and processing and processing and processing, but if you can actually understand how to process That's the most important thing because if you can be able to go into a problem or an upset or a loss or whatever, and you understand what the steps are to get yourself out of that situation and keep moving forward, once you understand how to process, you can actually walk yourself through those steps. So I hope I'm making sense. But when things come up in my life today, things that would have just blasted me when I was younger and set me back. You know, it doesn't mean like if I'm, if I were out in the dating world and I met a guy and I thought, wow, that was just a knockout of a date. Right. And I was excited and I really connected with that guy. And then I didn't hear from him again. I'd be devastated, devastated. But would it take months or years off my dating life like it might have done in the past? Would I get hooked on that? And would I obsess over it and overthink it and whatever? No, I wouldn't. Not just because I'm more self-confident today, but because I understand how to walk myself through an experience like that so I don't get stuck anymore. I learned how to process not just to keep processing, but I learned how to process an issue or a problem so that I don't stay stuck there. And now when certain things happen in my life, I know the steps I need to walk myself through so that I can get myself out of it. And that's what's so important with dating. You all have to learn how to get yourself through these dating situations so that you don't get stuck 
You don't get stuck in the sorrow, in the, oh my gosh, this was my mom, this is my dad. You've got to learn how to be able to pull yourself through these things. And that's one of the things that my course does. It teaches you all the steps you need to actually be able to go out in the dating world and just get through this. How to write that online dating profile, because my husband writes it for you. (laughs) How to get the perfect photos. Do those things even matter? Are they worth your time and trouble? Some of you get caught up in things like that, like obsessing over the profile or thinking that your profile sucks and that's what's causing you not to meet guys not even knowing how to do any of this. So I give you the step-by-step plan for doing that. So at this Tantra workshop, one of the things I observed, and of course, some of these women were going through new breakups and heartache and all, but I really want you to know that you can keep going back and going into the sorrow and going into the pain and going into trying to process it, or you can really find a solution. Now, As a coach, I'll tell you something that we know. So with coaching, if I cannot move someone forward, if I'm working with a client and that client keeps going back to their emotional stuff, they keep feeling emotional, they keep going back. We have processes to help them get through that emotional stuff faster But if there's something there that a client can't detach from, that they can't let go of, then they need to go see a therapist. That's a sign as a coach for me that if I keep using what I know are my tools and my techniques to help someone move forward into a solution, but there's a part, there's a piece of whatever is going on with that client that she can't let go of then I need to send her to therapy because there's something there that she's still hooked on, something she hasn't made sense of, something that she needs to work through, a trauma, but a life event that's causing her to keep going, being pulled back. If I can give them, as I do in my course, for let me give you an example. When my clients work with me, in week three, we do a huge relationship inventory. And that inventory uh, looks at their mother, their father, and then all of uh, the people that they've been with. If they don't have exes, then they use relationships, siblings or whatever, but they have to have at least five. And then we do this really deep, intensive relationship history where we put everything into perspective. We put all of the pieces together very quickly. It takes about a week or two for my clients to do this but it really puts their whole history into perspective and it's pretty profound and we're able to do that you know so that they don't have to spend years and years and years in therapy processing through this stuff over and over again we actually put it all together we look at where the client is still stuck then we move them forward we look at what they're going to have to do in order to get unstuck. And it's really quite brilliant. And clients who are ready to do this work and just find true love, it's a miracle for them. It really is. It's a miracle to be able to, in a matter of weeks, put these pieces together and then get back out in the dating world in a fresh way and not be carrying all, finally, right? For the first time, not carrying all that 
baggage. Now, there's something beautiful about for some of us about being able to go back into our history, into our past, and being able to look at our upbringing, our history, you know, to have love and compassion and to be able to, for ourselves, for the people we were with, for our exes, it's beautiful to be able to go back and do that, to have forgiveness and let go. But for me, when I work with a client, I want a client who's ready now to get it solved. I'm looking for the kind of client who doesn't want to sit and process anymore, who doesn't want to keep going back, who's ready to just get out there and find true love. I don't know if you all realize that that's possible. You don't have to sit there with your phone in your hand, feeling like you're 15 years old, wondering how to respond to some guy's text. You don't have to sit there opening up your inbox and getting insulting messages or pictures, you know, or being texted pictures from guys where you think, how dare he? How dare he? That make you feel cheap and unloved and ugly. If I got pictures like that from a guy, thank God you know, we weren't texting, hadn't been invented yet when I met my husband. I met him online, but texting had not been invented yet. And so I didn't have to get photographs from men of their genitals pop up on my phone. That would have been horrifying to me. I couldn't even imagine how, you know, we can laugh, we can say, what a loser, but there's something demoralizing as a woman, when you think, God, a man feels like it's okay to send me a photograph like that, it's really demoralizing. And I can show you in 12 weeks how to get this solved so that you never have to go through that. So that you don't have to have men treating you like you're less than, that you're not beautiful, that you're not magnificent. To have men treat you with love and respect so that you can have your choice of men and actually choose a wonderful man that you want to spend the rest of your life with so that you're not in a position where you're feeling like you have to sit back and just accept whatever comes to you. Could you imagine you could just draw men to you for the first time in your life in a way that felt self-honoring? and authentic and not like you were having to put on an act or be someone you're not, but where you could actually know exactly what to do and say and who you need to be in order to draw the right men to you. That's what I do for women. I give you this beautiful roadmap for how to go out into the dating world and just find your true love so that you can be like me. Like you can spend the rest of your life, wake up every day, go to sleep every night, knowing that this is the man you're going to spend your life with and that there's no doubt, there's no anxiety, nothing, that it's real. You know, it's, it was wild in the Tantra class. One of the things that I realized was, and I started crying when I shared this with the group because it was so beautiful to me one of the great moments or experiences of my life was that so many men lied to me. My ex-husband was a pathological liar. We were together for 13 years. And um, 
all these men, my father, my ex-husband, you know, men had lied to me. They had told me things and not followed through. And I believed them until I didn't. And I realized that one of the most beautiful moments of my entire life was the moment I first looked into my husband's eyes and I saw how kind and loving and real he was. This man told me the truth and he meant what he said and he was the opposite of a liar. And that was one of the most beautiful things because my husband's never lied to me. He's not been dishonest. He's been there for me. He's followed through. He's a man of his word. And that was one of the most beautiful things in the world. I went on 96 first dates over the course of two years, and they were all first dates. I just wanted my hell yes. I wanted to look into a man's eyes and just say, yes, yes. And I, you know, didn't fall in love with Benjamin immediately because I didn't know him. But when I looked in his eyes, I knew this guy was for real. I knew it. And yeah, um, but so many men had lied to me before. So many, many, many men had lied and broken my heart. And, you know, a part of me felt like I wasn't good enough and I deserved to be treated that way until I figured out that no, nobody, I, I, nobody deserves to be treated that way and that I was going to keep going until I found the right man. And this is what I show you how to do. I model it for you. Benjamin and I do a lot of the q and Well, we do all of the Q&A calls together now. I show you in 12 weeks how to have what we have. And I have hundreds of clients who have it. I actually will be interviewing a client. I believe it's Juline. And Juline is one of my first clients. She has such a beautiful story. Juline is in her 50s. Maybe she's actually in her early 60s now. And she and her husband are so in love. And she met an imposter right before she met him. She met a man who she thought was the one. And he turned out not to be the one. And then she got right back online. I remember how heartbroken she was. And Juline is one of the most loving women you'll ever meet in your life. Hello. I have my beautiful client, Juline, who did my course. You must have done it in 2018 yes. because yes. the two of you have been married yes. for two yes. years. And yes. you had no, how long did you know each other before you got married? November to June. November to June. So pretty quickly. Yes. June, so seven months. Yep. Who of you got married after seven months? That's incredible. One of the things that touched me so deeply was when you told me that you have a very good friend who owns a nonprofit. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Because that was so amazing to me when you when you told me about what you do with her. Yeah. So um, there's a nonprofit called Hello Gorgeous. And they do complimentary head-to-toe makeovers for women battling all types of cancer. And um, they're nominated by friends or loved ones. And they are then brought to the, they were brought to my salon or to a salon. And um, they're greeted with a big hello gorgeous and a bouquet of flowers. 
and um, they are swept away for just a day of beauty. And um, cancer strips everything that makes a woman feel feminine, her hair, her eyebrows, um, sometimes her breasts. And so it was a very rewarding um, time to give back to those women and to be a part of that organization. Yeah. And I think you had said that you would travel all over teaching salon owners how to do this, how to do these head to toe makeovers for these women with cancer. And I just thought that was so beautiful. Yeah. I never forgot that. Like what yeah. a, what an incredible thing, especially for me. My mom died of breast cancer when I was very young. So I watched that. I watched her fall apart from you know, all the things that you just said. So what a beautiful gift. Well, Julene, I want to go back to when you and I first met. What was going on in your life? What was happening? So after some failed relationships, a couple of failed marriages, I said to myself, I am the common denominator. And, you know, a lot of people joke that, oh, my picker is broken. And, you know, you and those that's funny. And we can all joke like that. But at the end of the day, I wanted to quit choosing the same type of man that just showed up in a different cloak. And I thought, you know, oh, no, this one's different. This one's different. And they weren't. They were narcissistic, just not people that you can have a good, healthy, strong relationship with. And so I was watching a lot of YouTube videos on dating and all these different things. And I finally just decided I needed a coach. I've had a coach for other things in my life, and I found that to be very successful. And I wanted a dating coach. And you happened to come up on my feed on Facebook and I listened to you and I, it just resonated. And then I had the pleasure of talking to you and it was just an instant, Mm -hmm. like, this is what I'm doing. I don't care what I'm doing it. 2018 was my year that I was going to figure out what I needed to change in my life to attract the type of man that I was looking for. Usually when somebody starts to perk up and think, you know, I need some help, they're usually in a place where they've tried everything they know how to do and they're kind of at their wits end. When they come to me, they're just like, please help me. (laughs) Just get me out of this. It's a roller coaster ride. You're trying to figure it out. You're trying to not get taken again. You're your own cheerleader every day, trying to put on that good front and inside you're just, you know, you're all over the board. It's just, it's very difficult. And you don't, you don't even know what you don't even know. Mm-hmm. And that's why you keep repeating the same cycle over and over. The thing I've always said my whole life is if your life isn't working for you, then do something about it. And I just didn't want to sit there and keep complaining and keep going through the same rituals in bad relationships. So yeah. what kind of emotional toll was it taking on you, Julian? Because I think You know, a lot of the women that are listening, they're going through this awful experience, right, of of wanting love, seeing their girlfriends with their husbands, planning vacations, planning holidays, planning a life together, right? And there you are going to work every day, pouring your heart into that, but also coming home and not having anyone to share, you know, just the ins and outs of your day with. Yeah, you know, there were many weekends, especially were very difficult for me. I mean, Friday afternoon, about three or four, I just felt if I didn't have plans for the weekend, I felt myself just getting almost panicked. You know, I just was like, oh, my word, what am I going to do? And it was just it was it was very lonely. I remember many 
weekend night, you know, coming home from being with friends and couples and things, driving home at 11, 12 o'clock at night and it's dark and you're going home. Thank God for my golden retriever that was always there to greet me. It is, it's very, it's very lonely. And, you know, it's interesting. You know, I have always said, I feel that we were created to have companionship. And when you're single and when you're frustrated and you're fed up, it's very easy to go down the path of, I don't want a man. I don't need a man. You know, you can go into this man hate mode because you've been hurt and it's understandable why you put those walls up and you're like, who needs a man? Well, who needs a woman? I mean, but that's not what it's about. It's just about having companionship and having one another. I knew that that's what I wanted and I knew that I was going to figure it out and I knew that it was going to happen. I believed it, I spoke it, and I didn't stop. We did our, our breakthrough call. Mm-hmm. And Julene, what was that like? I know we really hit it off. Like you and I had instant rapport, probably like you and Andy did, I'm guessing. <laughs> we'll get to you in a moment, Andy. I haven't forgotten you <laughs> sitting there being so patient. Talk about what that experience of the breakthrough call was like. It was very emotional for me because I felt like I finally, finally found what I knew I wanted and needed. And it was, I was just, I don't think I got through that call without crying. I was very, very moved. I was excited. I finally found like, oh, I finally felt like I I found what I need to figure this out. And you were so reassuring and so supportive. And before I met Andy, obviously, I dated some other men. um, And you walked me through some challenging times there as well. And you just kept encouraging me and you just kept directing me. And that that first call was just, yeah, I just knew. I just knew when I (laughs) talked. Here I go. I'm like, where do I sign up? Yeah, you are awesome. Yeah, your methods of how you get to your final five, Mm -hmm. it's not just sitting down and going, well, what do I want them to be? I mean, you really have a method of how you get to those. And the course taught me so much. And I remember specifically many times sitting up at my counter in my kitchen doing it and just sobbing. Like, oh my God, this is why it's been this way. And like you said, you know, you don't know what you don't even know, mm-hmm. but figuring it out so that you can shift your thought process, shift your ways of being. And I will tell you, if I had not gone through your, your program, I wouldn't have given Andy the time of day. And we're going to get to that. That is really, yeah. really redefine what a real man is and what a real woman is, what it's like to be a woman. You went through some ups and downs, right? You had some real ups and downs. You met a guy pretty quickly, I think, in the course. In fact, you met somebody right away at a at an event. You had a couple of guys that were false starts. Yeah, I had some some false starts. You know, you think you met the one. And it was, yeah, devastating at the time, thinking Mm -hmm. that it wasn't, but I wasn't going to give up, so. And we kept you out there, you know, and then you had another guy that you met towards the end of the course or, you know, right after you completed, I believe, who was also really an imposter. You and I spoke and you got right back out there. Do you remember? 
Yeah. Because it was my year and I was not giving up. I was getting back on the horse, so to speak. And you know what? I kept telling myself, you know, so many times people are like, oh, there's nobody decent out there. And, you know, my age, they're all, you know, we just make reasons why we're never going to meet somebody. And I kept telling myself, well, I, I feel like I'm a catch and I'm a decent human being and I'm always working to be a better person. So there's, if I'm out there, there's gotta be somebody else out there that is the same feeling the same, you know? So it was just, it wasn't, I wasn't going to give up. And when you say that you would have never been open, let's bring Andy here in, in a little into this conversation. When you say that you would have never given Andy a chance if it hadn't been for the course. And this is one of the big things about this course, right? Is how we really start to have compassion for men and open up our hearts and realize that this is going on on both sides. We're, we're not the only ones who are struggling here. Andy, let me ask you, honey. So tell us for Illuminate All the Women, because I, we always, I find it fascinating to hear from the male perspective some of your challenges and what you were up against and, and, and then leading into what was different about Julene that made you fall in love with her. Um, dating when you're over 30 is a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's like gambling. I mean, the odds are not in your favor. What I encountered were a lot of females that weren't, looking for a relationship they were looking for a quick fix really eye-opening um how forward so many ladies were talk about that andy this is fascinating <laughs> i hear this you're not the first man that's what i found is that it doesn't matter the dating site that you're on you know you kind of you get what you pay for and the free sites um wow uh, you don't have you don't have to worry about being alone if that's what you want and even the, the you know the christian mingle site that was an eye opener big time and i finally decided that okay I need to put some equity into this but it was very interesting and well, i guess shocking that you know you would connect with a female and at some point you would exchange phone numbers or you know she would ask for your phone number and then all of a sudden, you know, you're getting very provocative pictures. From the women? From the women. No way. The whole way. Wow. So when <laughs> Julian and I actually got to the point where we had exchanged numbers and we were texting and not communicating on the site, I'd made a comment to her that it was refreshing not to get <laughs> photos like that. And I was shocked. I'm shocked. So, I mean, that was a sign for me that, okay, Julene was in this for a relationship, not just a woman stand or whatever. I had another gentleman who was dating one of my clients, and he said, yeah, I wish some of these women would wait until after the third date for sex. Like, they were coming on to him. And so you really had to weed through yourself a bunch of dumpster fires dumpster dumpster fires <laughs> i love that yeah. wow andy and so you met this 
gorgeous woman. I mean, you had to have been pretty blown away. I had actually reached out to Julene long for your response. So he reached out to me the first part of October, that Dave guy that I dated. Yeah. He broke up with me. Dave broke up with me October 1st of 2018. Andy sent me a message, I think maybe the second week in October. I didn't see it until I was on a flight. Wink, wink, wink. I didn't see his message. (laughs) He's still holding on to that. I know, right? Well, you know, it's a blessing that I didn't because I would have totally blown him off because at that point I was so devastated of that breakup. So I didn't see his message until November. I was heading to the Carolinas to, to certify a salon down there. And I saw his message and we started, you know, we started talking and stuff. That's where it all started. But the interesting thing was, is that Dave broke up with me on October 1st. October 1st is his birthday. He gave you a birthday present, Andy. Yep. Yep. (laughs) When did you know, like, tell us about your first date. Was it, was it special? Was it just, you know, tell us about, you know, how you fell in love with Julie and what made you fall in love with her, Andy? Well, it wasn't a green shirt. (laughs) (laughs) We want to know about that green shirt. (laughs) We had a very good, very good conversations that were not on just the surface. We started digging in quickly, in-depth questions that had substance and meaning fairly, uh, well, after we got past the seven and 11-year-old. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that moment. I was on the plane getting ready to take off. And he said to me, he goes, well, you know, because we were asking questions and, you know, tell me, do you have children? And he said, well, this is where most women go silent. And he said, I have two daughters, ages seven and 11. And I went, to myself, I said to him, I says, well, I can understand why women go silent. That's a big, you don't just marry the person you not marry. I said, you know, it's a package deal. And having come off of, you know, raising my son with his stepdad and, and the challenges that that, you know, brought, I take that very seriously. And so I really chose my words carefully and my response to him, but I did not obviously shut him out. But I did say, you know, it's a big responsibility. So then I wanted to get a feeling of, are they his little princesses that can do nothing wrong? Because I had dated a man that had two older daughters and, you know, they were those and things. So Andy seemed to have just an extremely... I mean, obviously, he's an amazing father, and he loves his daughters with his entire heart, which he should and does. He's not, these are my girls, don't touch them. I mean, it's very, I mean, Mason, you know, my son, he always tells everybody we have three kids. So, you know, it's just, and anyway, they're, they're great, great kids. I call them my bonus girls. I'm I'm not, I'm not personally a fan of the word step. So I call them my bonus girls. Oh, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful, Julene. And you probably at the time when you were dating, I'm making an assumption here, you weren't thinking about having young children again in your life, right? Well, like I said, I wouldn't even have been open to that had you not 
helped me just be more open in general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, instead of just shutting it down, I just started asking questions because I, I needed to get a pulse on what's mm-hmm. the, what's the relationship with the ex-wife. I don't want to walk into some crazy scene there. Yeah. What's his attitude towards his girls, you know? And so, I mean, we have them 50% of the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is not a, just every other weekend once, once in, I mean, we are raising them together. That's really amazing. So you opened up your heart and you asked the right questions and you didn't just dismiss, but you decided to not make assumptions and get curious. And that's exactly right. And Andy, when, so she was willing to warm up to these two little girls of yours. That well, she was willing to just stick her big toe in the water at first. <laughs> Hey, you got to check the temperature of the water. <laughs> and we had we had set up a date on a Wednesday evening just to meet for a drink. And I was actually double booked that evening. So was I. Submarined the other one. No. Uh, and I remember, you know, because I had seen a, a picture of her and I just, you know, when I walked into the bar, I saw her. And it just was, you know, felt, you know, I made the right choice. What was the first thing that crossed your mind when you saw her? I think I was not focused on her, but focused on myself of not screwing up, (laughs) not being a dumpster fire, just trying to play it cool and, you know, relax. So it's very funny because Benjamin, my husband and I do a new podcast on Sunday mornings called Getting Inside the Right Male Mind. And the whole focus of our last podcast or our last Facebook Live was exactly that, how nervous men feel and how they just don't want to screw it up. (laughs) So that's great. I love it, Andy. (laughs) That's fabulous. So you were, were nervous. Yes. Did you know that, Jolene? Well, I mean, I think there's always a level of nerves, but he didn't, I mean, he wasn't acting stupid or like tripping over himself or anything. But I mean, I I really try in my profession and just, I really try to put people at ease. We, you know, we sat up at the bar, we had a drink and, you know, you're close to each other when you're sitting at the bar, you know, your legs kind of touch a little bit. And so, you know, it was a nice evening, but when I left there that night, I was like, you know, he's nice. I like him. But I, it wasn't like, oh, this is it. This is the man. And I was, I think I was somewhat guarded too, having just come off of that pretty bad breakup in October. So I wasn't sure, but he would always text me in the morning. I always woke up to a text message. He was extremely consistent and I'm, I'm more the nervous dater. And so I, that reassurance was huge for me. He's definitely just steady Eddie as it goes. You know, we really like wanted to spend time together and just really, really learn about each other. So have the salon. Andy, Andy worked where he worked. They had green, like Kelly green, God awful t-shirts. And it was for us, for one of the committees. I'm in the, I'm in the salon industry. I'm in this, you know, the, the 
that world. And so, you know, dress, how someone dresses is important to me, you know, all those different things. So I'm very affected by that sort of thing. And um, back to made him change his shirt. I didn't make him, but I asked him to change his shirt. She made me. <laughs> I'm like, you got to dress up a little bit for this. <laughs> so anyway, I'm doing hair one day and I've got, you know, seven other girls that do hair. And in you had your best, Pat was in the chair. And my best friend was in the chair getting her hair done. And he surprises me and walks into the salon with this god awful <laughs> t shirt on. Pat had never met him before. Walks over, walks right over, and tries to kiss me on the lips as I'm working. I turned my face. I was so mortified because I wasn't expecting it. And I still, the jury was still out whether. I liked him or I didn't like him. My face says it all. My face. Says it all. <laughs> guy, I mean, he knew when he walked out, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 30 <laughs> minutes out of my way to go for that. Oh, no. Oh, Andy. Oh. Was just, and then, so then I get my friend's color on because I was putting her color on when he did that. And then we go back to my office and... She's like, oh, no, 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 no. And I'm like, I just can't believe he did that. Well, I'm, anyway, so it really set me back. Oh, no. But, I'm, but yet, I'm, I'm, I never, I, I just feel like when you're single and you're in the dating world, you just feel so vulnerable and you just feel like you're just, your heart's out on the freeway for everybody to see and drive over and everything else. And so I'm really big on keeping trying my hardest to keep people's spirit intact. I mean, if you're a jerk, I'll tell you you're a jerk, but I knew he felt like a heel and he knew that I was not impressed with that. So I, just, I said to him later, we talked on the phone and I said, you know, I know you had all sweet intentions in doing that and that, you know, but my work is my work and I'm just very private about my relationships with in front of my employees and, you know, so mm. forth. And so, Oh, you got past it. So, well, so anyway, so I, I had pretty much decided that uh, I, it was just, it was, it was a turnoff. She was batting the hatches on the submarine. She was ready to make a dive. And so I talked to my friend. I had a friend in my neighborhood. Her name was Lisa as well. She had a couple of like college age kids still living at home. And I, I was telling her everything that happened and how turned off I was and he's not it and blah, 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 blah. And she's listening, listening, listening. And all of a sudden she goes, I just walked into my closet in my bedroom. So my kids would not hear me. And I want you to listen. And I want you to listen up right now. Good for her. And she, for 30 minutes, I think, I don't want to say she gave me a tongue lashing because she wasn't being mean about it, but she was basically just telling me to get past the green shirt and to look at who he is as a human being. She really, I, I still tell her, I'm like, you know, it's because of you, I gave him a second chance. I got past the green shirt. And of course the green shirt became the biggest joke between us after that. Wow. So that almost didn't happen. No nope. thing like that. Yeah. Thing and this great guy and that sweet gesture, you know, whether it was embarrassing or whatever, the sweetness of what he was doing, the thoughtfulness of coming and wanting to surprise you and 
Yeah, he really, he that's was, how he is. That's just how he is. I mean, he's just, yeah. he loves to surprise me. He loves to surprise the girls. He's very thoughtful. Haven't been back to the Sloan since. <laughs> that's not true. You know, Andy, one of the things that we do in my course, a big piece of it is really learning how to talk to men and, you know, appreciate them, know how to say things and not say things. Do you find with Julene that she that she's more skilled at, you know, being able to say things in a kind way and think about your feelings than maybe some other women that you've met or than you, that you've been with? Yes, Julene is very direct. We don't have to wonder. <laughs> Tells you. Oh, I wonder what she's thinking. Um, and I guess we both are. We both wear it. We could never play poker. We did the the love languages. Mm-hmm. early on and it was something that I had I had read about prior and again hadn't done it in a relationship so let's give this a try words of affirmation are one of the love languages for me and and Julene does do a, a very good job of that that's wonderful and Julene how do you feel like having done the course that you're different that you're being different in this relationship than you've been in other relationships? Well, I think just really speaking my truth, but how I do it. Mm-hmm. Things would get rough in past relationships. I was always the type to just, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm out. After what I've learned from you, it's about, yes, we have a good, healthy relationship. You don't, no one needs to run. We just need to talk this out and we just need to be very honest. And one thing that I have with Andy that we've, I've, you know, we, we established right from the get-go is when we talk about something and we come to our conclusion, it's done. There is no passive aggressive playing games with each other. I mean, when it's done, it's done. That's been a huge deal. And then the other thing too, that I've really, if something's bothering me, I can't just sweep it under the rug. Andy can just roll with things a little bit better. But I've really said to him, you know, if you don't tell me what's bothering you, if there's something I do, that's what chips away at your love for me and our relationship. Since I've taken the course, I've really tried to not be, and I haven't mastered this, (laughs) be knee-jerk reaction, because when I am, I always regret it. Hmm. But, but yet calm down and really think about how can I approach this in a way that won't make him defensive so that we can actually have a conversation and actually be solution driven. So I think about those things. What, what results do I want to get and how do I have to get to that result? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you stayed out there, you dove in, you really participated and it sounds like you found the guardian of your soul. I definitely I did. did. And I know you got very sick. You had a heart problem at one point, Julene, and Andy was right there by yes. your side. I remembered seeing all your Facebook posts and all. And, you know, imagine having gone through that without this wonderful man by your side. Yeah, that was definitely a turning point. It, it really, you know, it's it's when you go through the tough things together and how you do it together that really binds you together. And I mean, I remember when I called Andy and said, you know, they're taking me by ambulance to the hospital. And he says, I'm on my way. And I mean, he was 
30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes away. And I mean, he like dropped everything. And we we were dating. We weren't even engaged at this point. And he was right there and saw me through it all. And and he's he's had he's had some surgeries that we've had some hiccups with. And that's just what you do. You just you're just there. It's wonderful, Julian. And also having gone through this last year, right, with COVID and everything there, having a partner and a you know, the girls and all that could have been a rough experience. You know, well, for a lot of people, it was a very lonely and challenging time. And I know for my husband and me, we were, you know, we were just happy we got to spend more time together. <laughs> you know, I said that to him at the beginning. I says, I would be losing my mind right now right. and not have you in my life. Yeah, he, he yeah. keeps me grounded. I can go to the moon and he keeps me grounded. He's very just any his sense of humor. He just, you know, if I'm uptight about something, he just makes me laugh and just, OK, this I need to just, you know, take a take a chill pill. Yeah. And it's worth it. Right. It's worth everything you go through to wind up where the two of you are to have this beautiful Oh, your past doesn't you know, you're not defined by your past. If you learn and grow from your mistakes, right? And you just keep your heart open and you keep going. Yeah, you can find that guardian of your soul. It's out there. Thank you so much. I wish you too just health and happiness. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa, for inviting us. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you both for doing this. It was just a joy. And it's so great to catch up, Julene, and yes. get to hear you know, how everything turned out for you. So thank you. And Andy, it's just an honor to have such a lovely gentleman. And I love your honesty and your humor that you submarined and you ghosted just like the rest of them. My pleasure. <laughs> have a wonderful evening. And thank you to everybody who 